Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray. I'm your host for the next hour. And what we do every week here is dive deeper, people, into what is called the law of attraction. We have fun each week because we know that the laws of the universe are embedded in us. They are our DNA. But sometimes we kind of forget a little bit about the truth of who we really are. So we use this hour as an opportunity to come apart for a while and remember the truth of who we are. And in that are some fantastic rememberings and knowings and opportunities to experience life more joyfully, more fully. Oh, heck just about having more fun. And I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host, co-metaphysical pal, Janice Campbell. Welcome, Janice. Hi. If you're you're listening to the show for the first time, so what Janice and I do when we get together is just imagine us on this big country porch, right? (laughs) And we got like this uh, metaphysical pitcher of lemonade between us. I was thinking the same thing, lemonade. (laughs) We're in a couple of those big white rocking chairs. It was a cool breeze coming across the porch, and we're just two chicks chatting about (laughs) metaphysics. But what we love to do is to really get real about the law of attraction because, let's face it, there's a lot of hype about just think thoughts and things happen. But we go a little bit deeper to understand the profound opportunities that lie in remembering these laws and also just knowing that there is so much more often than what we're currently living. There's always expansion. The universe is always getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it is so fun to keep up with it. It's just what we came here to do. So we recognize that we're spiritual beings in this physical body and we're loving the physical and the non-physical as we sort of do this dance together. Janice and I, this last Saturday, had the opportunity to do what we love to do, and that is go to an Abraham Hicks workshop. Uh, For any of you who don't know who Abraham is, ooh, you're in for a treat today. But um, it is a a wonderful experience to really get in touch with the non-physical us, Esther Hicks is an incredibly gifted person that is allowing this energy called Abraham to come through. Now, what it really means is it's just us talking to us. It's our high self talking to us. But what happens at these workshops? I mean, there's really nothing kind of crazy goofy going on. It's it's, it's really quite extraordinary. We go to a hotel. We go to this big conference bridge conference room with probably how many people were there like maybe three or four hundred people yeah 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 three hundred four hundred other people 
And um, we sit in these seats and Esther gets up on the stage and she relaxes enough to basically blend with her higher consciousness, which we all can do. Um, She just has an extraordinary kind of rock star way to do it. I love her for it. But we're all capable of this. Um, But it is so fun to watch her bring in this extraordinary information. And we wanted to dedicate today's show to this last workshop that we went to in San Francisco and just kind of revel through some of the high points um, that happen and some of the new leading edge information that is provided by this wonderful combination of Esther and these non-physical energies. And you know, Janice, I, I often, you know, love this feeling that they always say, hey, this is just you. You you are talking to you here. Right. And that when people... Um you know, go up and sit in the hot seat and ask questions. That's really pulling information out of Esther. Yeah. You know, like and it gets created by the person sitting in the chair. So it's kind of like when we were talking before about the teacher-student thing, that really a lot of times the student teaching the teacher, like calling forth the questions from the teacher. So we're all in this together, bottom line, and we use her as an excuse to get um, – answers to questions that we already know the answer to, but we it's fun to be remembered, to remember the answer. And when you hear it, oftentimes you have a great aha. So this hot seat thing is really interesting because, you know, people raise their hands and then they come up and they sit in the hot seat, which is just basically in front of Esther Abraham and ask their questions. And, and yet what's so interesting, and it happens every time I've gone to a workshop, my question gets answered every time. <laughs> It's so extraordinary. You know, it's like they get it. They get how to, like, they get the path of least resistance. Okay, I'll call on that guy because that guy is going to ask a question that's going to answer, okay, about three quarters of the row. (laughs) Right. But again, it's because of the one mind. It's because of the one mind. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I remember a person once in a workshop, she said someone was hesitant to ask a question. And she said, if you have a question, the whole room has the question. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not too far from the answer, I mean, if you get real, I mean, that's the funny thing about it is if you really need the answer, you're not in a vibrational match to it. And so they don't call you up. Mm -hmm. So it's really fascinating to watch it happen. But I always laugh to myself because I'll have a real specific question. And sure enough, the person who sits in the seat will just just nail it. And it it, it just is a beautiful way to be in the world. What I loved about the beginning of this workshop and what they focused on was the fact that you know, vibration, this understanding, this scientific, spiritualistic understanding of vibration is really the leading edge technology. This is the technology of the future. And it's not a piece of hardware, you know. And and I find that it's so amazing to kind of get into that understanding that it is our, it is our remembering vibration, energy, consciousness that is the leading edge of tomorrow that's going to bring us into the expansion and it's fun to be on the leading edge you know it's it's fun to be using the latest technology i mean i love technology and i hate using something that's two years old i really i hate it i hate it can't do it you know ray when you just said something i was just intrigued by you said it's about remembering the vibration consciousness where that sounds like it's in the past because at the same time we're laying new tracks 
you're right. It is kind of that balancing. Thank you for that. It is sort of that understanding that we know this information and yet we're also creating it at the same time. Or expanding on it, expanding on what we already know, taking it further. Doesn't that kind of make you scratch your head? Because I think we've all been taught that is the non-physical that's the expansive part. You know, oh, there, you know, we're trying to catch up to God. Or or that not even the non-physical is the expansive part, like it's already fixed and perfect. And done. And then we're trying to catch up to that. Like we're basically not at the same level, so we have to kind of work and deserve so that we can meet be met at that level and what they keep telling us is no 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 Um, (laughs) the the physical is the leading edge of the vibrational expansion and your head goes what but remember it's this dance between you know non-physical consciousness thoughts feelings awarenesses that then coalesce into manifestations and create the physical reality and and again science is coming out going yeah we know this this is what's called quantum theory um that which you focus on creates itself but to be involved knowing that it is actually our experience with the physical universe the wants and the don't wants and we're going to segue into this understanding of the the beauty of contrast when we segue into the physical world and have contrast, that is actually what pushes the non-physical forward because there is an asking. So really, the the physical is the bleeding, leading edge of non-physical expansion. Can you wrap your mind around that? You know what I mean? It's fascinating because it's all this one thing that we're getting back to. It's like you want something, source says yes, you catch up to it, everything expands. Um, but we're not less than, I think, is what really came through to me. You know, we are it. Mm-hmm. We are the very juice that makes this engine move forward. Um, and there is no catching up. There is just catching up with who we've become and, yeah. and who we really are. But that's why I love when they really get into when people ask questions because it gets so, whoop, you know what I mean? It does get a little bit like, well, what does that mean? How do, can I apply that to my life? <laughs> Exactly. And one of the the guys that sat in the seat that kind of really got my attention was this guy who is a a debater. He was in college Mm -hmm. and he loves to debate. And he was asking Abraham, you know, is this a is this a negative thing if I go in and create problems for myself and I focus on issues and I make statements and I make arguments, you know, is this detrimental to uh, my spiritual expansion because they always talk about and and they said no way go in there you know get messy it was mm-hmm. that a kind of a relief uh, that was my favorite thing of when, when i think about the takeaway from the day that was the thing that stayed with me the most is that um you don't have to be afraid of contrast and the reason why he didn't have to be afraid of contrast was because he was already so balanced towards yes. optimism like he it was already so weighted in his knowing that he could use contrast to expand even more instead of being afraid of it. Because I noticed sometimes I was thinking about reading this um, about what they talked about. And I noticed sometimes with clients that if they go into the negative, I have to fish them out. you know. And if there's no one to fish them out, then they kind of stay in it longer than really serves them. So in that case, it's more important to build this, build the knowing of who they are, kind of strengthen that for, you know, so that because you can't really afford to go in the contrast. I mean, this is kind of what I'm seeing is that you, you can't afford to go in the contrast if you don't know how to get yourself back out. Right. 
Right. You don't want to take that <laughs> jump unless you understand you got a parachute on. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you can go in and out, it's like there's nothing better. Like they said, if you could uh, bring yourself back to balance after being in the contrast, it's better than laying on the beach. It's better. And, and really, so we're talking about two situations. When, when you have the agility and the balance to focus your thoughts and you've spent enough time working these metaphysical principles where you get it, you understand that it's all about your focus, then you can jump into the fray. You can jump into the debate knowing that you're balanced, you're secure. You and can you're go playing. You, you know you're playing. You're like, playing. Wow, interesting. Oh, my God, look at that. Oh, <laughs> You're playing at the contrast. I mean, what yeah. I love about debating was that you didn't know what side you were going to have to debate. Mm-hmm. So you had to be prepared to see the perspective of both sides. And I think that's what they're talking about is that even in your life, you may think you have one perspective and that's your perspective, but you're playing here and you could probably play the other perspective if you needed to. And it's fun to get in there and, and kind of look at the situations and glean the opportunities and, um, and get clear on some stuff. We don't have to be afraid about the contrast. This isn't about feathering some nest and only and listening to, to everything we want. Is on. I'm sorry, but everything we want is on the other side of the contrast. So if we're afraid to go into it, we're kind of selling ourselves short. If we're afraid to look at it, we're afraid. Yeah. Now, I know that sounds antithetical because a lot of times we're like, get in the vortex, don't do it. But what we're talking about is you can, when you're in the vortex, jump into some contrast. This yes. is even, this is like, this is deep, people. This is, this is advanced metaphysics. Hold on to your hat. When you're in the vortex, you can actually afford to go in and take on some quote-unquote issues, um, but you know that you're there to glean from them what it is that they're trying to tell you. Where are the pockets of limitations? And Janice came up with this phrase at the, in the middle of the conference. She turned around to me and she whispered, it's called milking the contrast. And I was like, yeah, baby, it is about having, but you got to have some, some spiritual stability. And then when stuff comes your way, like, ooh, let's milk this. Let's find out what's yeah. up with this. Where's the pocket of scarcity as you talk mm-hmm. about, you know? Um, and, but here's the thing. At what point do you need to move off of it? And I think this is really important. Mm-hmm. Is you go in there, you milk the contrast but now you've put all this stuff into the vortex. You put all this clarity, all this knowing, all these solutions. There is a point where you have to get the bleep off of the topic in yeah. order to move your vibration to the place of receiving the answers. But you know what I've noticed with that is that it's the difference between, because I can feel if I'm spinning my wheels, kind of going in circles, feeling that circular energy, or if I'm actually getting traction. Because you can feel it. when you're getting traction, like, oh, my God. And it, it's almost like you're in, you could feel that you're in the vortex because it's actually really fun to start putting the pieces together and having new clarity. Um, one thing I really learned from this whole thing, which is interesting about, because because I, w- I mean, my work in Receive Your Life is all about, you know, dislodging the limiting beliefs, recognizing the lies with, you know, and then we're able to move on to the truth. So when I, I got the sense that Abraham's saying, oh, don't look at that, don't look at that. And then I noticed that I got away from that. You know what I mean? My, I started saying, oh, I, can't, I don't want to go there. But yet that's where I usually do my best work and where I have my best breakthroughs. So what I realized um, last Saturday was that I was doing that thing of kind of putting the authority outside myself, even though I knew how valuable the contrast is. Yes. So does that make sense? But but what I saw was 
I wasn't listening to my guidance because I thought they were saying something else. So I kind of have drifted away from the belief track for a while. But really, I didn't fully understand what they were saying. So it was another indication of, I just need to keep trusting myself and wherever I am. And because even if something looks like it's in opposition to what my inner self is saying, like, oh, well, Abraham's supposed to know. Well, maybe I'm either not interpreting it right or, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we always have that that wisdom within us. It was just such a confirmation of of that. Exactly. Exactly. And so, again, you know, you can milk the contrast, but watch how you feel. Because if you're not getting relief from milking the contrast, from thinking about it, from moving around in perspectives, from thinking about situations more specifically, if you're not feeling a relief factor, then you have reached a point where you're no longer, there's no more milk from that contrast. You have now, you have, you have drained the well, sort of speak. (laughs) And now it is your spiritual agility there's the word, spiritual agility to now move off of it. Now you've got to move your vibration to another place. And you know it. Like you said, you know when you're spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. You know when you're going down that deep, dark hole again. And yet there are times when talking about a contrast situation brings you relief where you're like, aha. But again, it gets back to how we're feeling. Like we could feel it. It feels lousy. It's like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, because it's almost like the more we talk about it, the worse it feels if we're not, if we're not getting, you know, for not working, getting the traction. But this is where the metaphysical athleticism comes from, where you can go in there knowing you've got the divine cord ready to pull you out when it's no longer yeah. serving you. But you've got to be listening to that divine cord. Mm-hmm. We have so much to talk about with this workshop. It was over the top, never disappointing. We're talking about Abraham Hicks workshop that we went to last weekend. If you'd like to attend a workshop, oh, Run, don't walk. Go to abraham-hicks.com. They're probably coming to a town near you, or you can also get stuff from their website. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about this word coherence that's coming up for me about how we meld this non-physical, physical stuff. And we're also going to talk about some new words that came through from the workshop. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We will be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Break. Um, we are talking about the most recent Abraham Hicks uh, workshop that we attended in San Francisco. And we are just gleaning all the gold that we got from this four and a half hour experience with these wonderful teachers. And so before the break, Janice and I were talking about this idea that contrast really is something fantastic and something that we came for, but only if you understand the rules of the game, only if you've got your uh, spiritual agility on where you've done some practicing and knowing that you can shift and refocus. Um, It is about you going into the game of life and gleaning from it all that you want and then moving back from it and getting in alignment to receive what you want. It's this wonderful dance. One thing that they talked about with contrast is they said, remember, kids, you know, you see, you hear, you touch, you feel. Everything is because there's contrast. You know, we want to stop this idea that we're trying to avoid trouble. You know, you know what I loved? I don't know if you want to go into it. Well, I'll just bring it up. You could do what you want with it. But the whole thing about how spirituality could be resistance. Oh, yeah. That was well, that was so good. How we try to be so perfect and do the right thing that we're not really growing and expanding. Like we're afraid to look or afraid to acknowledge the contrast. It's like, I've got to figure it out. I know how the principles work. You know, I mean, that's kind of how what I heard is like sometimes we're trying to be just so good spiritually remember the vegan thing she talked so about vanilla. <laughs> so vanilla yeah, so in, vanilla there's no there's no juice happening there's no expansion there's no faith deepening trust expand you know yeah they, they akin to that. artists they're akin to artists and sometimes we get into this sort of spiritual realm and they're like oh i can only work with beige and maybe a little gold mm-hmm. but only you know and here we are they're like, like no purist yeah, yeah. Get in there, muck it up. You can think thoughts and bring yourself back from them. You You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. And that's how every, otherwise we're avoiding the creative process. That is the creative process. You know, and what they're saying is the reason, and and I got to do the vegan thing just, uh, no, please forgive me all vegans. I love you. It's no problem. You just do what you want to do. But they were saying, you know, sometimes with our diet, you know, we get so extreme about what could harm us and hurt us. And we kind of go into this point where we're only eating like three foods and they're all beige, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and they all taste like crap. (laughs) It's very similar to, you know, I'm going to live on this earth and be the best, highest, most righteous person because when I go to heaven, I'm going to be rewarded. Like, where's the reward? If, it, if you're not being rewarded in the moment, where is the reward? Right. Which is just funny because we all know that organic food is wonderful and a great organic blackberry <laughs> is the end of the world. You know, we all know that. It's just a joke. You know what I mean? But it was funny because I think sometimes we do. We whittle our thoughts down to this place where, oh, I can't go there. I can't go there. Yes. I can't go there. We're like, like, I'm so afraid of it. And really, there's a lot of fear there. Yeah. You know, I can't go there. I can't go there. Really, what we're saying is that's dangerous. That has yeah. power over me. You know, like the food has the power over me. I love it in that movie, Ram Dass. Do you remember that? Have you ever seen that movie, Ram Dass movie? I don't yes. know. It was around years ago. But this one, this his guru in India actually took drugs, hallucinogenic drugs or whatever. It didn't affect him. Right. Yeah, he right. just took the drugs because he knew it had no power over him. No power. And our thoughts don't have any power over us. So we can go there and know that I am dominion over this we have to claim that yes. that absolute power and and here's why it's fun to go in the contrast because they were saying when you're in the midst of contrast the blankety blanks hitting the fan and you find your alignment 
baby, that is the best feeling you can have on planet Earth. To be in the midst of the contrast and find your alignment, find your connection to source. Remember that you are power over this. There is nothing better. And they said, even, get ready, it's even better than sitting on the beach the whole time. In other words, if you can be in the midst of the war and find peace, you have now realized why you came here to this contrasty world yes you are you're not here to protect anything to run into a spiritual corner surround yourself with spiritual people oh i can't be with those people they're too you know they're too negative blah 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 you know it just cuts us off from really getting into the juice of being on on the planet you yeah. can be with anyone. You can be with anyone. Yeah, you know? it reminds me of that feeling of eating when you're hungry. It feels so good to eat when you're hungry. And that's kind of what the relief is with the contrast. Yeah. And there's no risk to you. Big picture. Mm-mm. No risk mm-hmm. to you. So one of the things that Abraham loves to do is give us new words. And what I thought was so interesting about some of the new words is they actually came from some folks in the hot seat. Some people sat in the hot seat. This one gentleman who was just exquisite talked about this new word that he and his pal had drummed up. And it's the word elationship, obviously taken from elation and relationship. And it was so such a nice aha over the whole group that what it means to be in you know, a spiritual connection is an elationship because there is elation not only with you and spirit, but then that translates to you and the relationships that you have in your life. What came to you, Janice, when you heard elationship? Um. I don't know. It felt a little bit odd. You know what I mean? Relationship. But then I thought, didn't he say something about the re? You don't need the re in it. Yeah. Like re, you don't need to like repeat it. Or I didn't really get that. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's more about the fact that it's now. Mm-hmm. It's now. It's it's not rehashing. It's not. Oh, it's yeah, in I the think, present. Yes. That was something about the re. It's not a re. It's yeah. yeah. And then there's the word elation. Because our relationship should feel good to us. Now, most importantly, the number one relationship is with our quote-unquote selves and our higher self. You know, they really said that if you're out there searching for a relationship and you don't have an elationship with your source, you're never going to find a relationship that's satisfying. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was so important because oftentimes, you know, we, oh, I just want someone to share this with blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, and, and really that's, we're so out of alignment because if the idea that when we do connect to our whole self, our total self, our total, totally, yeah. then there is an elation, there is a joy, there is an exceptional understanding of our connection. And then any relationship that we have from there becomes elation. Right. You know. you know, that ties into what they were talking about. They kind of kept bringing that up, too, about the manifesting. Like, we're we're asking the manifestation to make us feel good. Mm. You know, we look for manifestations to bring us into the vortex instead of getting in the vortex first. Like, trying to do it backwards and how that is exactly the same as asking for reassurance from people to feel better. Like, it's that same cycle, you know. Give it to me from the outside and then I'll feel better and go into the vortex. And that it never works that way. It never works. And there was a good chunk of the morning that was dedicated to this idea that you can never have the manifestation first. And that the manifestation, here it is, is a confirmation of your vibration, not a reward. Mm. I'm going to say that again. The manifestations in your life are confirmation of your vibration. They're not some sort of reward you get for being good. 
You know, so your good manifestations, they're like, oh, look at me reflecting back the vibration that I have. So what happens if, if you're looking for a manifestation to feel better? Think about it. It's against the rules of the universe because you're in out of alignment and you're looking for outside a manifestation to bring you into alignment. But a manifestation is only ever a reflection of your vibration. You cannot have it first. Um, so, boy, get off needing to have a manifestation to feel better. Get off of needing money to feel better. Mm-hmm. Get off of having a relationship to feel better. Get off of it. Oh, so But that reminds good. me of what you were saying at the beginning about how when we hear this stuff, we already know it. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing of when the manifestation shows up, it's a confirmation. So really, our job is to get back to our knowing. Exactly. And to be admitting that. Yes. Yeah, admitting what we know, recognizing it, allowing that good feeling to be like, oh, I knew that. I know this. This is who I am. This is the truth. Yes. And milking yes. that, you know, milking that, that knowing. So when you have an relationship with source, your manifestations are going to be that which you desire. When there is a disconnect, then the manifestations have a harder time reflecting. I mean, they, they actually do reflect your vibration, but they're not what you want. You know, it's not what you want. So this constant um, looking at the relationships that you're in with source on a daily basis is so important and really the crux of your ability to co-create. Because again, like we talked about before, even when you get into contrast, because you have an relationship with source, you can move out of that contrast, move in to what you know to be true and then get your solution and be on your merry way. You know, so this whole vortex manifestation cycle was really interesting to hear. But, you know, one thing that that sort of pinpointed this was the woman who sat in the hot seat and talked about the fact that she wanted to travel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Now she said, all I want to do is travel. I want to travel for my expansion. I want to travel, <laughs> travel. I need to travel. And eventually what Abraham got from the man, from the vibration of her was that she wouldn't want to travel. She wanted to escape from her life. Yes. That's a different energy than wanting to yeah. travel, you know? And she talked, you know, it was really funny too, wasn't it? Well, it was funny because it was so, you know, when you're listening, it's, it's so different being the person in the hot seat and listening because you could hear things so much clearer when you're listening and it's not you. Yes. Yes. But it was just like, oh, yes. I mean, that was so fascinating because she was so clear. It was so obvious. So she was saying, I want to travel. But the vibration was, I want to escape from my life. I'm tethered, was the word that they came with. Mm-hmm. I'm tethered to the overbearing responsibilities in my life. And too well, much maintenance. You, she kept saying maintenance. maintenance. <laughs> too much. I'm over-responsible. And, she, yeah. and as, as we got more into the story, she was carrying sort of this over-responsibility and this sort of story about this deadbeat husband and how he always gets to play and she always has to stay home and and know, resentment, like the travel and, would release the resentment. I mean, that's the way we think. If we travel, the resentment will lift. But but you can't go there. Like you can't have the manifestation of travel if you're carrying around the consciousness of being tethered and chained. Yeah. You know, the, it's so uh, funny though how we really think that. I mean, I'm just. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like hearing that. It's like, well, yeah, you go on a trip, you're going to feel better. You're going to. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we're so programmed. To really think that that's the answer, just like the more money, the relationship, like then 
I will have no more problems because that yeah. is my problem. <laughs> it never works. It yeah, never this works. deadbeat husband is my problem. Getting and away from works. him. It never yeah. works. But how many times do we need to cycle around that one? <laughs> I know. How many times do we have to figure out? Even if you did miraculously find a way to travel, somehow you'd feel tethered. You'd like yes. somehow be imprisoned in your traveling yes. because it's the vibration for So what they did was I thought was really fun the way that they worked with her to sort of see that the story she was telling was more about escaping and we and that really what needed to happen was to release the resistance around what she was the story she was telling what was funny is it turned out she lives in Big Sur. Oh, boy, what a problem. You know, she lives in Big Sur. She apparently had this you know, great job and, and this great kid that she was raising. And there was like really – she was carrying around those, this energy of, of, of responsibility and tethering. And that really was the problem. It's always – here it comes – vibrational, not situational. Yeah. I mean, it, it was again. almost like everybody was laughing because it's like – Oh, yeah, you need to go on a trip. Big Sur, great job. <laughs> yeah, you need to escape. The only thing you need to escape from is your mind. <laughs> but that's that's why the example was so powerful because we all do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Look, you know, when we're in it, it feels so real. No, I, you don't understand. I really am stuck. I really am tethered. And we don't see anything else but that. Yeah. And yet it's vibrational, never, ever, ever situational. So what do we do? Well, we make peace with where we are. We see yeah. where we are, you know, and what came out of that segment was, um, you know, she had said something like, well, I am grateful. Ooh, and Abraham had some fun with that. Here's the trouble with gratitude. All right, everyone just take a breath. Because I know gratitude in the spiritual community has been connected to um, great alignment, grace, love, forgiveness, gratitude is, is like one of those proclamations of spirituality. And words are meaningless. What we're talking about is vibration. And what Abraham was saying is nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, when people use the word gratitude, doesn't mean you do, but nine times out of ten, when people use the word gratitude, they're actually pointing to what they have overcome and therefore are more resistant. Did that come through for you Janice did that was that an aha or did you already kind of know that oh, no. I mean I've heard that I've heard them say that many many times but I, what I love is the way you phrase it gratitude your pro, proclamation of spirituality almost like there's a pride in it yeah. you know I am grateful for this because you have no idea what I've been through and oh. you know what I mean like <laughs> it is kind of a, a badge of honor you know I am so grateful I am so holy I am so good you know <laughs> Yeah, and we're using it. What's interesting is that we use this this thing, gratitude. This again, it's a vibration, not a word. But oftentimes, our gratitude is a slippery slope into telling the story of what we've overcome, and suddenly we become that vibrational being again. We bring up the situations that we have overcome. Oh, I'm so grateful to be done with that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you say that, I'm so grateful to be done with that relationship. You are not done with that relationship, right? Right. No? Yes. I mean, it's, it's still there. So this really was interesting, this, this sort of exposure of vibration and words and that what we want is the appreciation, which is another word. Again, you can use it in a lot of different ways. But they're saying appreciation is always forward thinking. Yes, you know? and fresh and new and present. And is right yeah. now. It's not like, oh, I'm appreciative because I've overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, again, there is that cleaning up just a little bit. 
mm-hmm. spit shining, if you will, the kind of words that you use and the vibration that you have behind them and, and really getting clear on what energy are you putting forth. You but, know? you know, when you're saying that, Tim, also flashing on how we, what we talked about earlier, how you really can use contrast. It's the yes. same thing, I think, with the gratitude. It's how long you want to stay with it. Because yeah. it does, I mean, I look back on certain situations where my circumstances were a lot different and I get a great feeling of relief when I think back on that. Yes. You know, it's yes. like, oh, like, yeah, it feels good not to be, you know, I like this feeling. But there's still a little bit of I've overcome, right. which is not who you are. Right. And you keeping know, it alive. I see that about keeping it alive. But it still feels good. So how do you reconcile yeah. that? Well, never look back, though, because that's the other thing that they were talking about is vibration is always moving forward. But can and we when, look back if it feels good? We can, but there's, if looking forward is always going to feel better. That's all they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're saying that, yeah, you can, you can look back and feel good. But mm-hmm. looking forward is where your expansion is, and that's always going to feel better. You know, and so, and that's part of the untethering process is that you want to know that you're expansive. You've moved on from that deadbeat husband. Mm-hmm. You've moved on from all those things unless you're carrying them around in your present vibration. So, you know, again, you, you know, untether yourself first and then you can travel because then circumstances are going to come up that will bring you on your journey. It's not like you don't want to travel really. You do. Right. You want to be on yes. the road. You want to be discovering, but you want to be in alignment. So you, you want to be free. She wants to be free when she's traveling. Yeah. So one thing that they said to her was, you know, just be at peace with where you are and know that, you know, one quote that they said is, you know, dogs are joyful either if they're running free, but they're not resentful when they're not. Like, in other words, like dogs are happy to go running. They're so excited. And, but when they're not running, they're not resentful that they're not traveling. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. They're happy you know, until the leash comes out. They're happy. They're happy. So it's like try to find a place of happiness with where you are, with what is, and that's sort of releasing that whole uh, preposition of I am responsible. But, I you know, it was really powerful. Maybe after we, the break we could talk, but how they brought her through the, the general, the specific, because when we say try to find a better place, sometimes that's challenging. Exactly. You know, and- without, that, without a process to kind of take, pull us out of it. But it is really about feeling better right where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can have get- to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah, definitely. But how do we do that? You know, if we're in a place where we're feeling so stuck and how do we feel better? That's why I love that, you know, the journey that she took her on. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about, well, how do we do that? How do we dig ourselves out of the hole that we created for ourselves so that we can untether ourselves and be in that place of freedom? We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, where we take the leading edge of law of attraction and go there. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? 
Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction. So before the break, oh, we're having so much fun today talking about this extraordinary experience we had at the Abraham Hicks workshop this last Saturday in San Francisco. And um, I mean, you should, you should have heard us, in, you know, in, in the, the green room here during the break. We just, look at this, 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 this. We, could, we could do 10 shows, but we're, we're going to condense all the high points for you today and really encourage you to, to check out your own workshop and have your own ride. Um, so before the break, we were talking about this idea of, of, you know, looking back, you can look back and feel some relief and be grateful but it's always so much more powerful to look forward with the power of appreciation knowing that more is coming and bigger and brighter and Janice you had said something about kind of a little bit of an aha there yeah because because I always there's a situation like three years ago we sold our house like the inspiration came to me sell the house and it was just so the whole experience was so magical we got full price it was just effortless it was so fun so I go back there a lot because that feeling was so good but then when you were saying about and I do feel very grateful that it turned out that way but I think what what I saw is that I keep going back there because I'm afraid I'm not going to get another high like that so it's like (laughs) it was so intense it's like I love that rush of thinking about it but I can see how it's kind of blocking me from new experiences almost like I've experienced the best life has to offer around this topic so I better just stop there and almost like yeah. don't ask for any more like that was you should be very grateful that you had that experience and yep, there don't is. ever expect to have another fabulous real estate transaction like that you or got your due this lifetime it. Or, yeah. yeah or, or it doesn't even have to be related to real estate but it's that feeling of whoa almost like that was so lucky you should be grateful for that and don't ask for more it kind of for me it brings up the don't ask for more energy yeah and like you've it, already been given yeah. so much and you're you focus on like the resistance again rather than the expansion. And I, yeah. I think, you know, Abraham was saying there's a party going on in non-physical yeah. 24 seven. Well, that there's no was, time. I love, there, that. But- a, I love that. I'm going to steal that again. You know, that, yeah. cause that really helps. There's a party. To, you cannot miss the party. <laughs> well, you can, but we don't, I mean, your, your invitation is always open, you but know? So, right. The party is always going, maybe a better way is the party is always going on. Anytime you want to join the party, you're welcome. It's totally up to you. Totally, and they're going to gonna party. They're going to party whether we party or not. Yes, exactly. you know, like like their yeah. our inability to connect with the non physical around their party and big time, and and they love to join us. But hey, you know, whatever. Um, but this idea that you know, never look back, never look back, never look back, and they really kind of went on and on about that. Never look back, and it really started germinating in me. Like, why? Why is that? But again, it's that whole thing about there's so much more I, we can we can hardly. I mean, they get so excited, they can hardly stand to, to tell us all that is waiting for us. All that is in the vortex, as they say, wanting to unveil itself to us. Bigger, brighter, amazing things that are so much bigger than what happened before. And and this was kind of cool. Yeah, also, I was just saying that in the Bible, too, when Jesus says, you know, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. It's, it's almost done. like 
It's done. You could go back, and if you want to spend all your energy burying all that again, fine. <laughs> but there's life here. There's actually life here. There's so much more. And, and I think this was coalesced really beautifully in a guy who sat in the chair and said, you know, oh, he loved music. He was talking about the tango. He really enjoyed dancing the tango. And he was talking about how the music in the 30s, you know, that was the best. It just doesn't get any mm-hmm. better than that. That the tango music of the 30s is just the pinnacle of music. And what Abraham is saying, no, that's not true. The best musicians are alive today. No, that's not taking anything away from the 30s. But what it's saying is we're always expanding on the shoulders of that which has been. So the musicians today are vibrationally, you know, up to speed with the consciousness of what happened in the 30s, and they've built on top of that. Mm -hmm. So the most vibrant is always here today, always on the leading edge, and that looking back is fine, but you never want to look back and say that was it. Yes. Because it's not true. It's not true. It's never true. You know, and I think sometimes we put certain spiritual teachings on a pedestal and say that is it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Read this book and be done. And they said, you know, what's coming to you right now cannot be accurate because they said it's like this. Yes. Almost the authorities are saying this is the way it is. But that's why I always loved Charles Fillmore. He he would always say, I have the right to change my mind. Yes. (laughs) Because, of course, we have the right to change our mind. If we're alive and we're open and receptive and allowing ourselves to be connected, we're constantly going to get new information. We're always going to get new information. So someone says, here's a topic, go look it up in an encyclopedia written in 1967. That's not the latest information. Right, or you know? reading history books. It's like- yeah, not the latest information. Now go to the internet. Okay, yeah. so even Wikipedia, which is trying to be, you know, the internet version of the encyclopedia, even that is old news 24 hours after it's been written. Yeah, well, what does you Abraham know? always say? As soon as something, every manifestation is old news. Every manifestation is old news. <laughs> <laughs> There's such fast-moving energy, and I think it's why we feel negative emotion so fully these days is because when we get out of whack of the fast moving momentum of forward, um, we, we really suffer because there is like, I think source energy loves expansion. It loves the ride of what's next. And I think we all crave that, you know, that what's next. As soon as we get something, we're like, Hmm, that was nice. Now what, (laughs) you know? And, and I think it's, it's just getting used to that momentum and knowing that you're built for this. You You know, know, it's funny when you say that, it reminds me of kids, you know, like you give them, okay, now what? And then, and then we instill in them, you, well, you should be grateful for what you have. No wonder we learn this. You know, know. you ask too much, you're always wanting something more. You're never satisfied. And then, you know, we shut down. Like we're not supposed to ask. We're not supposed to have fun with expansion. We're not supposed to acknowledge our wanting. Ah, you know what I just got, Janice? It's about worthiness. Mm-hmm. Because it says, what I'm experiencing now is not as worthy as that guy who wrote the book mm-hmm. 10, 10 years, 20 years, 100 mm-hmm. years ago. Because he's, he's an whatever. expert or whatever. And this happens, you know, I love Fillmore, but mm-hmm. Fillmore is not the last word. No. And I think sometimes as, as divinity, as spiritual students, we sometimes say, well, I can't add anything to what Fillmore had. Oh, yes, you can. Well, Fillmore was cutting edge in 1865. <laughs> <laughs> and we love him for that. And we yeah, love all let's, those. Let's churches. hope something's been happening since that time. <laughs> but it's about yeah. Fillmore and you. Yes. You are and the leader. standing man. on the shoulders of the Fillmores if those are the people who inspire you. Whoever inspires you, standing on the shoulders of that. And gosh darn it, claim it. Claim yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
say that, oh, I'm getting this insight. Mm-hmm. And, this, I, and this insight may be different than what Fillmore said or whoever, fill in the blank. But I'm getting this insight. Right. And, and, I, and I think, you know, what Abraham is telling us is we need to take those insights seriously. Right. You know, we need to give us that worthiness idea that when we're connected and we're getting ideas and we're getting inspiration, we are God speaking. Mm-hmm. We are that which is wanting to have itself, you know, and to diminish ourselves and to say, I'm not worth it or it's, just, oh, this is just what I'm thinking. Or it doesn't just, count. Well, just think about the musicians of the 30s. Let's say the music never progressed from the 30s. What would that be like? Oh, no music, no new music since the 30s. So it's interesting. Why do we allow it to come so freely and we're so receptive to a variety of music? Yeah. But a lot of other things like around almost the sacredness of spirituality. Oh, I can't mess with that. Like, get out the old books. Let's look it up together. You know. <laughs> well, and our greatest teacher ever said, and greater things than these you will do. Mm-hmm. And greater. Okay, greater. Not kind of, not as good as this, people. Like, I can't even imagine Jesus standing up and saying, all right, this is as good as it gets, people. Right. <laughs> I'm it. <laughs> you know, I mean, this just- is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like, how, why we're so f- allowing with music, but not with the topic of spirituality. We keep rehashing the same books, the same authors, the, you know, the same Bible. It's amazing, really. Well, I think in, a, in some ways we're afraid. I think we're afraid of our own power and our own intuitive ability to know the truth. And also, there are some some absolutes that always are there, the truth of who we are. And when those books and those teachers resonate with that absolute knowing of we are divinity, we are that which is God, I mean, that is pretty good. But still, this omnipotence and this sort of constant expansion, even God is moving forward. And I think a little bit like we were talking about before, that's a bit unsettling because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us in our spirituality think God is done. God is done. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you sit with the idea that even God itself is still expanding? Wow. How could it be all knowing if it was still expanding? Mm -hmm. It's really something to wrap your mind around. Yeah, you know, fun. as they introduce this, it's fun and it's kind of like, whoa, where do I go from there? Well, I know even with the Abraham stuff, when I listen to every once in a while an older tape, it's fl- it sounds a little flat to me. Like, yeah. this is old. I mean, so much more has transpired yeah. since then. And at the same time, I mean, I absolutely love old Unity books because like you say, you could feel the truth in it. The truth never gets old. But there it's almost like... A thread. There's always a thread of truth when we run through... Um, things that are are true, are true meaning. But there's more. There's always more. And that's what we're talking about. But, you know, I wonder if the more is, I'm sorry, but I wonder if the more is kind of explain going into it. Do you know what I mean? Because truth is truth. That's not going to change, but it's more like we stop talking about it like, like our ideas of how to expand on it or bring more clarity to it. There's always more details. Yeah, in the details or revealing layers and layers and layers, but we're revealing layers of the same essence. But it's exactly. but there's layers covering it. We're like removing the covers or something. The and we're the not shell. wrong. We're not saying that anything that has been said in truth is wrong. We're just saying that there's deeper and there's more fine tuning, and we love mm-hmm. that. That's the mm-hmm. part that we love, and that actually brings us back to one thing that I wanted to talk about um, before we end the show today. So we were talking about the woman who, you know, wanted to travel and she felt tethered to her life and all this sort of responsibility vibration came up. And so what do you do when you've dug a deep hole and you realize that it's really 
the hole that you've dug that is keeping you in the vibration. One of the things that came through in the workshop, which I thought was such a, like what they say, worth the price of admission, was this concept of stop being so specific about your problem. Okay, so so we have the contrast and we have the problem, but what they're asking us to do is to get control of our focus, get control of our thoughts, and start to be more general about the situation. You're still negative, you're still in the situation, but you're trying to pull back from the details. Now, now work with me on this. As you pull back from the details and start to introduce more general negativity, <laughs> things have been worse. Mm-hmm. I could do worse. I've actually got it going okay. You know, this and you start to move into a more general negative, you'll start to be pulled into the general positive. This is where it gets interesting. Because the gap won't be so wide. It won't be so wide. And this is like such great information. These are really the tools of attraction. So as you get more general, not so bad. I've been here before. I can do it again. You get to also, and then the positive universe, the vortex, pulls you into being more generally positive. And once Mm. you hit hope, Once you are hopeful, you're on your way because when the vortex takes you in, it will then get specific about the positive, specific about the desire. We only want to be specific when we're in the vortex. And I like the way the bridge went too. like the general positive were things that she could actually, they weren't too far for her. Like, I believe things could get better. I don't think it's too late for me. I have many moments where I feel good. Like all of those were true for her. It wasn't too far of a jump. And then to keep going into, you know, more and then the appreciation and like you say, then to get more specific about what she wants and yeah, the positive. And it, and it really is a great tool, a vibrational tool for us to use. I mean, they use the analogy of the volcano. Like there's this great explosion and hot lava and it's really crazy specific. And then it starts to molten and get cooler and calm down and then it starts to become land and then flowers grow and growth and water and I mean it's like you know we're kind of creating um, as a volcano does but we need to get to land before we can start to grow mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and I, and I felt that analogy really kind of helped me understand yeah. that yeah it's fun to go into the explosion right but as you get to glean from the new land move be deeper and deeper into the knowing that um, there is expansion here and that there is growth. And also we need to get our bearings. We need to start building that foundation. Yeah. And in the power of going general, when you're out of the vortex and getting specific when you're in the vortex, it's just tangible information, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's something I can seek my teeth into. That's something Mm -hmm. I can do. And as you said, you know, to go generally negative is really not too hard when you're you know, when you're in it. Yeah. And she did let her go a little specific negative. You know, (laughs) it's kind of like sometimes we have to do a little bit of that specific negative, but then to move on into the general negative. Absolutely. And, and that is just, again, getting our balance, our understanding of how things feel. Um, So overall, Janice, we only have a couple minutes left. What, what was your kind of big takeaway after all that we've talked about? What's the thing that you're going to remember weeks, months from now, from, from Saturday? What was sort of the aha? It feels like I'm, I mean, I'm actually giving this permission to myself, but it's like permission again to go into the contrast. I love that. I mean, it's so fun. Like the whole thing about the beach thing, like finding balance in the middle of your con- contrast is the best. And that's always been my most fun. So it's like, yay, 
I get to go there. I'm okay. I don't have to feel like I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) I love that. That's a big one because you and I love to get into the contrast and kind of see what's there. And, Mm -hmm. and I like the idea that that is not going against sort of the understanding that we've been given from these beautiful teachers that actually that whole thing too, about it's, it's a big lesson of trusting myself. Like if it works for me, it works for me. It doesn't matter what anybody out there is saying. It kind of really brought me back to claiming my knowing more. Absolutely. And I, and I think for me, it was this idea of, of it. we're really in a position of letting our inner being out, you know, that, that we're in a place on this planet of expansion. We're allowing our inner being, our non-physical, our connection to source to be more prevalent in the world, mm-hmm. to be at it, creating in, that you can be in the vortex and creating and still have some interesting contrast. Again, it's that permission to be the expansion that you are and not kind of lose track of your total self. Um, enough of that. And the other takeaway for me as we end tonight um, was that you can never put the manifestation first. You've, it's always an inside yeah. job first, guys. Mm-hmm. It's always an inside job first. So, Janice, thank you. We are, thank we you. are now taking the last sip of our lemonade on our beautiful metaphysical porch and saying, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you, Janice. Thank you. It's great. As we end our show with our wonderful Law of Attraction card reading from our Charcel. We just thank you all for spending this hour with us. And if you'd like more information about Abraham, it's abraham-hicks.com. We also go live every noon on Thursday, Pacific Standard Time on alignradio.com. And of course, the rebroadcast on Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Unity FM. Lots of love. See you next day on Everyday Attraction. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, I am always receiving the essence of what I am giving. Appreciation and love and alignment to that which is source is the ultimate giving back, so to speak, for in your pain or struggle, you have nothing to give back. What you are living is always an exact replication of your vibrational patterns of thought. Nothing could be more fair than life as you are living it. For as you are thinking, you are vibrating. And as you are vibrating, you are attracting. And so you are always getting back the essence of what you are giving. You are always receiving the essence of what you are giving. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is sunny with possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today. 
at www.sendoutcards.com attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Aligned Radio, alignradio.com. <laughs>